0: Alrighty, Shalom uvracha chevra. thank you so much for joining. So excited to jump into our Limud tonight. We have a lot to learn today, depending on where you are in the world, but for us in Eretz Yisrael, we have so much to get into, so important, so fundamental, very interesting, very, very interesting kind of Limud that we have tonight, Besiat Tad and all in the schus of those who are joining together to learn with us in heart and in mind so let us jump right into it i hope you're all having an amazing amazing week just finishing setting some things up here i'm going to share the screen so we can all see the sources and we are going to jump right into it because there's a lot to do okay so all de dashmaya really with the help of the master of the world we hope to be able to cover the ground that we need okay so says the El-Garebbe, in Sicha Saran Lambid, continuing our limur of Sefer Sicha Saran. In the 30th teaching, a little bit of a longer teaching, an interesting teaching, that seems to have been one of Rabbi Nachman's, like, sort of pet peeves, um, from a person that really didn't have pet peeves. He wasn't a person who was makbid Bechlal. But it seems that this was one area that he sort of got hung up on and wanted to make sh- sure, and we're going to learn why, that people were very aware of this. And it seems also, I guess, the, his- the history of it, is that this was an Indian that was a little bit more prevalent in their times than ours, but I, I think there's still a limud that all of us can take, even though the um, parameters, you know, and, and the circumstances of our living might be a little bit different than things were back then in Ukraine over, uh, over, over 200 years ago. It says the says the Yisrael, Amen. zman on those people who waste time, and we're going to try to identify what are the themes that Rabbi Nachman is trying to speak about. We're going to learn in this piece of Sikh Surah, but also from Chaim Aran, what underlies Rabbi Nachman's essential message in this teaching and in these teachings. This, it's like a cluster of teachings, as we're going to see, that branches out slightly. But on those that waste time, Bishvil Nikiyus, because of bodily cleanliness. Interesting topic. Um amabisa And therefore they spend a whole lot of time in the restroom trying to go ahead and make sure that they're perfectly clean, obviously for purposes of learning and davening, which a person is not able to engage in all the while that a person is in a state of needing to relieve themselves. But these kind of individuals are are sort of OCD about it. right? And they spend much more time than they should trying to make sure that they're really in the perfect state of Nikias of cleanliness. Hikbid ma'oid. You don't really find such terminology about Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman. We don't envision him as being a, a, a captain, you know. Like Rabbi Nachman is more associated, I guess, with a historical vision of of Hillel as opposed to Shammai, you know, just an an of a person who loved everybody, wanted to give people chizik. Rabbi Nachman was very machbid about this. Hikbid ma'oid ma'oid, which again is a rare lashon. and he used to sort of make fun of this kind of Indian of people like this. Ma'id, very greatly. The Herich Harabe be'in Rabbi Nachman spoke at great lengths about this topic, the haklal. And Rabbi Nachman stressed that the general rule with regard to this matter, but all of Yiddishkeit, what a liberating klal. And this doesn't mean this klal that we should take the Torah lightly and that we shouldn't try our best. To be able to attain whatever standard that we can envision, that we could imagine, to try to actualize Hakadosh Baruch Hu's dream for what our lives could be. But the general rule is nit na The Torah was not given to angels. The and and therefore ve'in sarach la'hach mir man ad-din. We are not called upon to try to go ahead and to achieve perfection beyond what the actual din, what the actual rule is enabling us or, or is calling upon us to go ahead and to try to manifest and to try to, to perform. And so he says this amazing thing. He says this amazing thing that the that the Torah wasn't given to angels. And therefore, we're not called upon to be more machmir and more makbid than what the actual din requires of us. What's the actual din? The alpiad din. What is the din in Shulchan Aruch on this topic? Ha isr who rakish and nitzrich a of mamish. The Lashon of the Shulchan Aruch, as we're going to see, the Shulchan Aruch also asks that a person make sure and check that the body does not need an added level of cleanliness before going ahead and davening and learning. But the Lashon is if you need to go, right? <laughs> the Lashon is if a person actually is in a state where a person needs to use the restroom. Kishon mamish l'nekavav ma'amish. Kamashakasa gemara, Like the Gemara says over there in Brachas, Chav Gimel. al A person that's Nitzrech l'nekavav that actively is in a state of needing to relieve oneself, al-Yispaloh. ha daika daikah says Rabbi Nachman. Why can't we understand and accept the din as presented in Shilchan Aruch. Ha'an Nitzrach. And again, this is a muscle because in our circumstances, we don't find this being something that necessarily we're conscious of or thinking about. And, you know, it's not it's not one of our hakpados, But we can go ahead and apply it to any area of what's called chumrus of additional or extraneous kinds of stringencies that Rabbi Nachman will tell us is not bringing us into such a place of, of, of dvekas and of kedusha and of openness and holiness but on the contrary inhibits that which we're trying to foster that spirit of closeness to as we'll see but we can apply this to anything to any area to accept the actual lashon as it's given without needing to search for that which is beyond the actual din Says even if, if a person but even if a person actually was in a state of needing to relieve oneself, there are also matir that the maganavram brings that the riff was matir not just, not just which the Shulchan Aruch says, but it's okay, but the, but the Magan Avraham brings down that even if a person was, was a person needed to go ahead and, and relieve oneself in the colloquial sense of, of the word. So if a person would be able to go ahead and hold it in, ad parsa until the time that it takes to travel, a parsa. Nimsa we find, at the very least. Kishayen right? He's not talking about when you're Nitzrach, okay, then if a person can, obviously, a person should go ahead and and, and take care of that Indian of, of cleanliness before davening and before uttering Dvaram Shabbat and engaging in Kadusha also because it's distracting. But beyond that, of course, to have a gufnaki. But it says Ribbin Achman, if a person doesn't need Kishayen Nitzrach and a cup of mamish, in sarach A person doesn't go ahead and need to go ahead and make this part of their routine. Because who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe if I try. That's not called That's not called. And Rabbi Nachman said, don't, don't start with this kind of approach to Yiddishkeit in this area because it spills over into other areas and it does more harm than good. And here we find again what's underlying this. What's Rabbi Nachman essentially trying to communicate? He says, It's ultimately going to bring a person to a place of being mevatal from the time that could have been spent in more davening, the time that could have spent in more learning, and it's ultimately a waste, the for no reason. Makhmas, the v'chumrus, yusayrus, suspicions, and extra stringencies, and he goes very strong here, v'shigoyun ba'alma, and insanity, and craziness, just craziness, extremism. You don't need it. Like Rabbi Nachman says in Nun, Aleph, as we're going to see in Tzich Hasran. Aleph is one of the most important pieces. In Tzich Hasran, we'll get there, Be'ez Hashem. We're getting there. we cover a lot of ground. Chaz Yashem, I think we're like 20-something in. What a privilege. Mamash, we're, we're really covering, covering ground, so we'll get there to Nun Aleph. But if we hear Ibn Achman again says, We don't need Don't go ahead and spend a whole lot of time on this Indian unless we need it. Right away to Davin. Right away to involve ourselves with Kedusha and whatever our morning routine of holiness is. Right away. Take Davin when you get out of bed. Im Efshar Bekal if it's you know, you are you're in a gather of Nitsurchlinakov and you actually need to relieve yourself. Okay, so then Bekal, Efshar, then you should do it. Im lav. La You don't need. Period. You go ahead and you daven. We spell kach and daven. If you feel choyishes b'meav, you have a stomachache, and you're choyishes. Maybe una loyashkiach, loyestakal as a klal chumers yisayrus shigoyid alma, and we don't need that. That's part one. Part two of this, it's the same inyan, is gam ein stricham laharich bebeis hakisse. Another thing that's sort of a secondary inyan to this is we don't want that Jews should be spending inordinate periods of time in the bathroom. And you find today that it's it's, it's strangely a prevalent thing because, you know, today we, we have entertainment, right, at, at our fingertips. And oftentimes you can find people who are just, sort of sitting there for, all, for or, or you know for, for for a whole lot longer than is absolutely necessary for the function of why the person went into that place in the first place because the person is just you know g- going through their their phone and, and their feed on Facebook or, or whatsapp statuses and that's being marich in the base for no for no reason I Ahmed says who it's it's very damaging over here he speaks about Physically damaging, but it's just not a place where a Jew should hang out. It's not a place where we should be. A person can't think in Torah in such a place. It's not a place of kedusha. We don't want to uh, cause ourselves to be mushba, to be impacted from an environment that's essentially associated with waste and and, and everything in the Klippa that that is. We want to connect to Chayim, which is one of the reasons why we're not allowed to think Torah thoughts in the bathroom, is because it's the it's the exact opposite of what the Indian of a bathroom is, what the Indian of a restroom is. The Torah is not as Chaim, right? Everything that's associated with the restroom is waste. It's it's the it's what's called the Klepa, meaning to say that the body absorbed whatever vitality was possible to absorb from within the food, and what's left is 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 Mamish Misas, Mamish what's Mase, it's, it's Pashut waste. And therefore, the Torah, which is, some, which is something that's nice, can't think Torah thoughts in the bathroom. That's, what, that's a deeper Havana. Obviously, on a simple level, it's a makom tameh, and the Torah is kadash. That, that's on a simple level. But beyond that, this is a little bit of, of the reason. And so we don't want to spend time in a makom that's a makom that's associated with Misa. That's on a spiritual level. Rabbi Nachman says over here, he's speaking about physical health. Again, you have to know whether the Metsias changed in terms of the circumstances that existed back then, in terms of what their bathrooms looked like and our restrooms. And over here, he's going to give an example of why that might be, and it doesn't apply today anymore. But still, the spiritual reason is very, very powerfully applicable even today that a person should make sure not to spend too much time in there. And, and, And to make, it sounds bizarre, but to make Gedarim... Because if we know that if we're going to go in with our phone, we're going to spend more time there. A person should make a getter, leave the phone outside, whatever it is. But this we should be conscious of this. A Jew doesn't belong in the, in the, in the restroom. A, a Jew doesn't belong in a place of, of waste, right? And so that means you get the job done. When a person needs, spend as little time as, as, as necessary. And, zeu, that, and, and we're finished with that place of Misa. To be conscious of this, right? And the premise of being conscious of this is also being conscious of, of how holy we are and how connected to chayim we are. And how difficult it should be for a person to separate from Torah. You think it was easy for the G'dayli Olam people who were kalkula, entirely entrenched in Limana Torah to spend time in the bathroom? It was very painful for them. It's very, very painful. So they, it's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a break and it's a pause from their greatest pleasure in Tainuk. And so a Jew shouldn't even want to. It should be, it should be painful and difficult for a person to spend time in such a place for all the aforementioned reasons. Over here he says it's mazik ma'ud libriyash Physically damaging. There are many sicknesses that come from this Befrat bebisakise shilonu, which was which was very interesting because how many people do you think Rabbi Nachman envisioned this Torah reaching? This particular Sicha? I mean, he was speaking at the max, at the last year of his life, the last Rosh to 600 people it wasn't as if you know his swarm were being translated into other languages and like it is today but ibn akhban had such a vision that he knew that he was going to be speaking to you and me and so he made a distinction between their restrooms and the circumstances in, you know, in, in, in later, uh, you know, restrooms, what that would look like. So he says, Because he was communicating to us across the sands of time. So he's making the distinction between our circumstances and their circumstance. Pretty fascinating. Otherwise, why would you need to say, Just talk about, you know, not, all of the restrooms in the Ukraine, you know, uh, presumably, were, were, you know, share the same circumstances. So it's interesting to hear that he's making some distinction because he sort of knew that he would be speaking to people who were going to exist in a very, very different massive right? So that's, that's interesting to, to note. But I don't know the mitzius, but it seems to be that there was no place to sit, that they sort of had to, like, suspend themselves. And I think that there are certain third world countries where, you know, it's 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 also the same. They don't have, you know, even like chamber pots, like they, they don't have they don't have, they just like Mamish in the Wild, Thailabahem. A when Ahmed says this kind of motion or, or or physical sort of structure of a person being in such a massive of, of, of like sort of crouching or suspending, that could be very damaging to the body. it could cause hemorrhoids, it could cause all sorts of bodily ailments that come from this right bottom, he said, it comes from this bottom line, a person should be very, very careful not to spend too much time in the restroom again, we can take the reasons that apply to us and the reasons that I mentioned spiritually in terms of what the restroom is and that it's not a place for a person that's connected to Chaim, like Jews are very deeply, it's not a place for you know, Chaim and Mavis, they don't go don't go together. It's not the place where a Jew should be hanging out, not a place where you can think Torah, it's not a place of Kedusha, not a place where we belong. And so therefore part one of the Sikha is to go in there when we need it. And part two is to get out of there when we no longer need it. That, right, that's the nekuda that we're trying to give over over here very powerfully, not something that we ordinarily think of in terms of our Vodas Hashem, but what does our Vodas Hashem not encompass, right? That, that's Rabbi Nachman's message. That's the, the message of Hasidus B'chalal and the message of the Torah as transmitted through these sadikin. V'ein l'chapis, okay, so now we go back. The l'chapis acher chumris, a person should not search after humorous these extra stringency, stringencies. Or marashchiris, and here he uses another terminology, marashchiris, depressions. He calls them depressions, before he said it, it's insanity. Over here he says it's, it's just depressive. Because this was not said in our generation that a person should go ahead and be so machmir and so incredibly uh, worried and suspicious that maybe I wasn't and maybe I, I thought that I didn't need the restroom, maybe I did, maybe I didn't daven properly. And ultimately that leads like we already learned in a previous see, Chetamah Rishchairus, Rebbe Nachman said, the greatest chacham of all the chachmas is is to not allow ourselves to overthink because then we're not going to be in a matziv that Rabbi Nachman described as to be able to live, to be able to 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 to, um, to genuinely find vitality and vibrancy in our Borei Hashem. It's going to be a matziv of Shayamas b'hem. So Nachman over here calls it marishcharis and he says stay away from such a thing. Kil'ona merklal We'll see from the Bais Wasn't said for our generations. And here, Rebbe Nachman adds, my himself, one of the things that makes Rebbe Nachman so beloved and so relatable was this that. He had no fear of revealing his vulnerabilities and even errors and even egregious mistakes earlier on in his, in his avoda, in his journey and what he learned later on to be able to enable us to avoid those errors in the first place. And that's what makes Rabbi Nachman so beloved because we consider him to be one of us. We consider him to be somebody who understood us. And this is the incredible pu'ula of a tzaddik who is in ma'ma shamayim, but he knows how to be ma'achid shamayi va'ara. He knows how to reach down into the earth and make those who are sunk into the depths of a spiritual hell feel as if this is a person who understands me. So Rebbein over here reveals that he was also v'zayis He also understood that he had made a mistake he would do all sorts of crazy uh, uh, stringencies because of this Indian of Nikias to try to clean himself out, and maybe who knows? Maybe he he, he took like like you know. Medication to try to—I I don't know exactly what's dvarim Zaram but but you know maybe maybe like just a water, just a liquid diet. I, I don't know exactly. And he almost endangered his physical health because of this kind of mahalech. And he was not successful in escaping some of the physical ailments that can come from such a thing. But now he understood. And now Rabbi Nachman reached a higher level of Asagah, and he is telling us clearly, you and me today, he's speaking to us. He has a relationship with us through his tires. Rabbi Nachman has a relationship with us. And he's telling us because he wants to help us. That it's all insanity. And it's not what a Kurish Baruch wants, and it's not what we're called upon to do, and we make our lives miserable for no reason at all, and it ends up doing much more damage than good. And it doesn't only apply to us, but it applies to our children as well and our students, and for those of us who are in teaching positions. Shaha call shigayon. It is shigayon. <speaking> the Khalila Levalis Zaman Hayakar <Hebrew> Alzeh. Khalila to waste precious time on this. Uba MS, and he continues in truth. He says, beyond this, that a person is not called upon, it's not necessary to go beyond what the Shulchan Ar says, from the Gemara, that it's only a person who's in a massive of actually needing to relieve oneself, then a person shouldn't in before using the restroom. Beyond that, it's impossible to go ahead and clean the body out, absolutely, that there should be nothing, nothing, nothing left at all in the way of waste. And Rabbi Nachman knew a little bit about this. Even a person that fasts the entire week, there's a tzaddik, there are tzaddikim, even in this generation, or buso, there are tzaddikim that still do this, that mamish fast the whole entire week. Ultimately, he's going to need the restroom at the end of the week. Even though it went a couple of days without this person even ingesting any food. So we find that it stays in there. So it's impossible. There's a little bit of waste that is necessarily going to be in the body. If a person ain't la if a person's going to be OCD about this, then ain't la Like when do you know that you tried enough? Maybe you should spend half the day in the in the bathroom just in case. Just in case. So Eilad Aver Sov, Ahmed says, Shigayon, The Torah wasn't given to angels. We're not expected to be perfect. We're expected to do what we can on the level of our humanity with full consciousness and being cognizant of this, that a Kurdish Baruch who wanted humans to serve him and specifically not angels, decidedly not angels, and to be able to assume that role with confidence and with the realization that I'm only human and I can do what I am supposed to do. And beyond that, not supposed to make myself crazy. Not going to make myself crazy. But Omar, and he said, and This, like I mentioned before, you can sense that there's something more than what Ibn Achman's revealing here. That, that there's, there's a deeper Indian, maybe a, maybe a deeper understanding in the spiritual damage that can come from such a thing. I don't know exactly because he didn't reveal it. But Ibn Achman said, This is a big thing to me. This I, I care about this specifically. And it could also be, again, that historically, um, Rabbi Nachman was addressing a contemporary trend, right? Which is not so prevalent today, but it could be that he found the people were coming, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes late to chakras, And when he asked them, where were you? And he said, oh, this is my, this is my, uh, you know, Chumrah. Rabbi Nachman was trying to address this to tell people, this is not what Hashem wants. This is not K'foyt Shemayim. This is K'foyt Atzmoyim. This is an Indian of, you know, how, what kind of, what kind of chassid you can feel like that, you know, you wait to daven before you absolutely perfectly clear it's a joke. The Rebbe says it's a joke. It's Shigayon. It's insanity. It's about you. It's not about a Baruch Hu. Because if it was about bad Baruch Hu, you wouldn't do this. Because Hashem doesn't want this. And if you wanted it, He would have told you. And He didn't tell you He doesn't want this. doesn't need it. He does not need it. Davar Gadol. It was a big thing. Because... Something very important comes out from this. Again, I said, we should listen deeply to what's underlying this particular message. What, what's the message Rebbe Nachman is telling us? Time by Rebbe Nachman was very precious because he believed in the capacity of the Jewish soul to utilize fleeting moments in a myriad spectrum of different ways to turn those moments into infinity. Whether it's through yearning, Ratzon whether it's through tfila, whether it's through learning, whether it's through sichas chaverim, speaking about the tachlis of life, we should all have. is our I bless me and you. We should have good friends that we could just talk with with one another about the human condition and how are the kids? Oh, you know, I, I like the outfits that you dress them in, and and, and what are you making for yontif? None of none of that stuff. Deep, deep conversations. I bless us. We should mamish have that. Some of the women on the on the group already, we we've sort of built a community. The women that have taken the course. Some of you twice, right? We've built this community of we call it the Sichas Chaveres, and it's a WhatsApp chat exclusively for for these chaver that are in the consciousness of the lost princess, and it's a, it's a different kind of conversation. It's it's just it's different. And I bless us all that we should be zilchah to be able to taste that, what that means to have friends that we could really open up to in the deepest way, and uh, and and Tzvi understood the capacity or the or the potential that exists within fleeting moments. And Chas v'Shalom See, the interesting thing is that I'm sure there were a thousand chumras that Ibn Nachman uh, would have would have wanted us not to sort of focus on and lose sight of what the Iker is. But it's specifically this one that he stressed because there are other chumras that don't necessarily take up time, other chumras that are just I don't know. You know, you buy an extra nice esrog, which it's a beautiful chumra. Chasidim by themselves, and Rabbi Nachman himself speaks about that kind of chumrah. Not really chumrah. I mean, that's that's the etzem of the mitzvah. Is hither mitzvah? The question is what's considered hither, and so on and so forth. And and because kabbalistically the Esther has a lot of Ashma'us in terms of the lave and malchus and so on and so forth. But take another another mitzvah that the hither of it or beyond the hither, the chumriyaseira that's maybe even negative. To, a, to an extreme, to an OCD extreme, but it doesn't take up time. And so Ibn Nachman wanted to focus on an extra Chumrah and sort of kill two birds with one stone in the sense that it allows him to speak and to connote or, 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 or to imply peripherally the value of time, not to waste time, how precious time is, what we can accomplish. Each and every one of us We're sent to the world to accomplish something vast. Mamish vast. Each person in accordance with what their Indian is. Vast. It's not about quantity. Quality. To be us in our circumstance, vast what we can accomplish. mamish. No matter who we are, what our capabilities are, what our capabilities aren't. Vast. So says Nachman says, So don't waste time in the bathroom. It's just don't waste time. Not could die. And even if a person, he says, is in a situation where a person has a real stomach virus or something, and a person's in and out of the bathroom, he says, better be in and out. Don't spend the whole day there. Even if you know that you're going to, five minutes later, you're going to be, or, 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 or a person, you know, for for whatever reason, needs to take, uh, what, are they, what are they called? Laxatives, right? For, for whatever reason better go in and out than to, than to be in there a long period of time. Okay, so this is Rabbi Nachman's restroom sicha. It sounds funny. You don't really find another svarim, such a thing, treating such a concept. But what comes out from this is two essential points. Or, well, a lot of points, but really three points. The first point is the preciousness of time, not to waste time. The second akuda is is that this kind of thing would be considered a waste of time because it's Khumras yiserus that are essentially shigayon, that are essentially marashchayra, that are essentially trying to achieve a perfection that is not only impossible but isn't even ideal. That's not why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created human beings, it's not what he wants. And it's not about kvot shemayim, this is already about your own thing. And that's why it's a waste of time and a person isn't called upon to be mechapis chumr That's point number two. And point number three is that the restroom in and of itself isn't a place where a Jew belongs. First of all, because of the physical ailments that can come from such a thing. But number two, spiritually speaking, it's mazik. Because this is a place of waste. This is a place of death. And a yid, there's nothing more vibrant and alive than a Jew. And there's nothing more vibrant and alive than the Torah that a Jew is supposed to be thinking about all the time in whatever form the Torah is so vast and broad. In, a, in whatever form, because it's a And that's why you can't think Torah thoughts in the bathroom. And that's why we shouldn't hang out in a bathroom, because each of us are an ois in the Torah. So essentially, every time we go into the restroom, it's a little bit Torah going into the bathroom. Spend as little time as possible. If one of our kids were to go ahead and to take a safer into the bathroom, how quick we would be to try to get it out of there as soon as we possibly can, right? We wouldn't we couldn't be so well that safer is, is in such a place. A little bit ourselves also. A little bit. A little bit. Spend as little time as possible. Do your thing and get out. Zero. Ad kan. Sicha. lamid. Says Rabbi bin Chaim Aram. Let's try to branch out a little bit into like concepts, similar concepts that generally deal with the Indian of Nikias, cleanliness, but also branch out into a very important peripheral or secondary concept that I really want to spend time now in the second half of tonight's year uh, focusing on. And before we get into the sources, I just have to express to you how precious it is to me the opportunity to learn this Torah with you. I don't take it for granted. I'm so appreciative that you're taking the time to learn with me. I don't deserve it. It, It's an undeserved honor. And Mamashah, privilege to be able to explore these teachings with you. And I know for myself how much hashkacha there is in seyata de in terms of things that I'm able to understand that I would never be able to understand in terms of my own learning and only comes down because of the siyata de Shemaya that's explicitly and specifically due to to, to your cooperation and and the Shit of Pula, this partnership, this journey that we're taking together. So I just want to express, again, my my overwhelming gratitude and appreciation to you. I, I don't take it lightly. It means a lot to me. So thank you so much for being a part of it. So the Heliga Rebbe said, even though I can't see you, which is unfortunate to me. I would really love if it was possible at all for the Chaver to, to have the cameras on. It makes it a lot easier for me, but there's no pressure at all. Chas <laughs> Okay, so the, so the rabbi says like this. Thank you, Heliga Shimon. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so, uh, so, so, Rabbi Nachman says like this. Rabbeinu er. Rabbi Nachman Prided himself, as he often did, on one specific Indian. Shalem <laughs> did not begin to do anything. <laughs> before he understood what's the penimius Hadavar. can you imagine? Nothing. Did not take an action before he sufficiently understood the so the inner dimension of what this what this thing is. And this, the Ibn Ahmed smoked a pipe was some sort of smoking device, either a pipe, what maybe today they call hookah. Over here he puts in brackets, ish tabak, tobacco smoking, a pipe, or cigarettes. Probably a pipe. ibn didn't start with this behavior until he had some sort of Kabbalistic intention in terms of why this was something that was uh, was going to be beneficial for Zavodes Hashem and we're gonna see in a minute that he very powerfully discouraged any form of smoking to you know for his Hasidim but for him there was an Indian there was an Indian episode we're gonna learn in the second piece how powerfully he was like Mom is strong that he did not want his Hasidim smoking at all at all we're gonna learn about that this is one example Bashar Han all sorts of other things he wouldn't begin until he understood the Kabbalistic import of engaging in such an action. Here he says it right here. Even though he, Rabbi Nachman himself, he knew what the what the spiritual significance is, what smoke is, what breathing it in is, what breathing it out is, what his intentions were. I, I, don't, I don't understand but what Rabbi Nachman's intentions were with smoking. A son who harbil is was very, very powerfully warning the Hasidim: "You stay away from this." And he spoke with us about this. This that people smoke and smoke either cigarettes. Today it's not so prevalent anymore. Baruch Hashem. But, uh, but, but, but smoking tobacco today, another kind of smoking is more prevalent, but that's maybe another conversation, which maybe it's not another conversation. Maybe it's exactly this conversation. I'll get into it a little bit in the second piece. But he said it's a big folly, it's a total folly. Which is why I'm bringing this in, and people think that, it, no, I need it for Nikias, it cleans out the body. It doesn't. And smelling um, snuff. Rabbi Nachman says it's even worse. Like we speak about in another place. What is that other place? Chayim Aran 472. So this is source number two. It's the same Indian. It's the same Nekuda. Rabbi Nachman warned us. And adjourned us very very powerfully not to smoke and not to use snuff and he was very very explicit about this and he spoke about this a lot and he said it is wor- worthy for an ish kasher for a person that's walking in a way or trying to go ahead and Live a life of kashrus, live a life that's aligned with the derech of the Rebbe, the derech of Tzadikim, the derech of Chassidus, the derech of Avodah Hashem. Don't get started with such a thing. Ki heim, and this goes back to what we've been speaking about, bitl, Tira utfila, bechinam. It is bittel teira, and tfila. Rabbi Nachman didn't want to hear of this, that no, it, it really helps, and it, because learn and daven, daven and learn. Davenin, Lernin, and Davenin. We have traditionally valid forms of Avodos Hashem. Yes, we need consciousness. Yes, we need heightened spirituality. I'll be you're preaching to the choir. I'll be the first one to tell you that. Everybody here knows that. But I believe that mineu within the traditionally valid and authentic or historically authentic modes of Avodos Hashem, we can foster that spirit within the tefillah that we have and within the Torah that we have. And we don't need smoking marijuana to get us into, uh, you know, some sort of high... What that high is, is it is it real? Is it is it not real? Alcopanum it's external. The Ty mitzvahs were supposed to supplant that. they They themselves were supposed to bring us to this place of spiritual high without compromising our clarity of mind, without compromising our lucidity, without necessitating an external um, stimulant in whatever form it takes. Maybe even coffee is is part of this. maybe even. but that's but that's obviously a, a, a world of a difference, but without needing anything external. Anything natural tiv'i to live mamish to live with all of our faculties intact mamish lucid clear and to engage in spirituality and of Hashem on a level that requires no external stimulant. That's what I see this is about. It's about reawakening those elements of our tradition that were historically authentic that had a mesora with them. I'm not going to get now into the conversation. Is marijuana? Uh, is it aser? Is it mutter? You will have one shuva from our on it, and so on and so forth. It's not my place even to make any sort of statement on it. But the question always has to be: We have tzaddikim that we that we uh, that we respect, right? We have tzaddikim, you and I, and all of us who are listening, even a person who is more inclined to this kind of behavior, which I believe is unfortunate. But that's but every person is on their journey. who who, who everyone respects i look up at the portrait of the Piasats Narebah, right, on my on my on my shelf as an example. Universally respected uh, by everybody, right? Hasidim, non-chasidim. We have visions of tzadikim, gidoyli oilam that all of us would agree were anoshim gidoilum adlamoy. So we understand that a human being can reach that level. And not every single case were these people, gigantic geniuses or not every case were they the children of G'dayle Oylem. There were people who made themselves and worked their way up from the bottom to the top, Rebetzins included, etc. So on and so forth. G'dayle Oylem, big people, great people, great women, great men. We don't find that any of them utilized an external stimulant certainly not a mind-altering one and certainly not Historically conscious of health benefits. I'm talking about smoking. That was the previous generation was a whole different story And today you're hard-pressed to find g'dayli Oilam for smoking like like the previous generation because we realize now You know what what kind of damage that could cause Physically to us, but certainly a mind-altering substance lo shamanu. We didn't hear such a thing and that means to say that it's possible for us to achieve those levels even without anything extra. We don't need it. I don't have to talk to a person about, you know, you, you really shouldn't and why is it wrong? Zelo 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 We have it. We have tirah. We, we have and We have divikus and we have limur chasidus and we have tishin and farbringens and and, and and we have all of these in yanim which don't require a person to become compromised. In terms of how he is able to relate to others, for example, interpersonal relationships, how is your parenting when you're high, for example, right? And and, and so this nikkud, because Yiddishkeit is supposed to be integrated with every other aspect of our lives, so that in the same consciousness that we would like to be when we're out to uh, you know to 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 dinner with a business partner, that's how we should be in that state of lucidity with our spirituality, and we can get to that level of emotion with our natural. Organic, internal tools that the Torah helps us to manifest. Right. So this is—he's is not speaking about that particular nakuda, but a little bit, a little bit. You could hear the the shemets of this, and that's why it drives me crazy when people, you know, colloquially, you know, or or, or like, peripherally, externally, easily, associate Breslov, you know, with, with with drug use, and you know, especially this kind of drug use, and it's and it's Momish like. Okay, I mean, you, you can take sentences out of thousands of pages and pretend as if this is all Rabin Nachman ever said, you know, but to ignore this very explicit teaching, to ex- and, and this is just one example, but to ignore the general mahalich of a tzaddik that stressed the importance of meisah de Kedusha on a very basic, basic level, very basic level. Torah and mitzvahs, halacha, observance, what always was, but to, 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 to refresh and to reclaim the soul that we may have lost along the way, gives off a little bit of a different impression with regard to these nakudas. The b'si zeh, and sorry, Benachman goes ahead and he speaks for a long period of time about this. Maybe not to start. It's a bittul of those more historically authentic um, and 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 more specifically Jewish modes of spiritual connection that are specific to us alone. But It is not necessary. And Rabbi Nachman, the question was: Is it necessary? Who is it for? Is it necessary? and again for the Indian of cleanliness bodily cleanliness a ashan the smoking of the pipe doesn't help he says specifically somebody who went ahead and has already become accustomed to this kind of behavior. in doesn't help and as as uh, what is it? You know, I I can tell you as somebody who smoked for many years. I'm not I'm not totally <laughs> clean like I understand this Indian. I'm not I'm not the kind of person that was never you know. I, I myself understand the Indian and the draw. And for me, it's it's a little bit easier for me to say because I didn't have to like quit. I just one day it was just disgusting to the point that I couldn't actually force myself to take another puff, and that was it. My relationship with smoking was over. But I I I understand this. Indian a little bit. oil Don't need it. It's the smoking itself that the that creates the need. It's not the smoking that satisfies the need. a Ruggle, Anything that you get accustomed to eventually wears off the power. So whatever it might be for the, you know, the 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 the, uh, the fresh or the you know the new smoker. Uh, eventually, a couple of months, a couple of years down the line, it's certainly not going to help with that imin at all. And I'll be here, he quotes the sicha that we're in the middle of learning. Don't add on extra things, don't make yourself crazy in this And Again, it's just a mashal, or just one example of many possible examples. When a person actually needs the restroom, but does not need to be busy at One does not need to be busy with this at all. And when Ahmed said on himself, And he understood, you know, the the the, the sort of you know the, the sort of hypocritical um Implication or, or or appearance of this, he, like he understood that that wasn't lost on Rabbi Nachman. But over here, we already prefaced that by saying that his smoking was a different Indian. This wasn't the Indian of addiction or or or, or, or like like sort of a person's own, uh, you know. For, for, you know, for, for like recreational, wasn't that at all? Rabbi Nachman was something else. So, here, even though he himself was engaged in such behavior, he made it very clear that he never smoked before davening. And I think he doesn't just mean to say that he didn't go ahead and, you know, engage in something that was for himself before actually davening, which the Gemara says horrible things about. But even in terms of the cleanliness factor, Rabbi Nachman wouldn't go ahead and use. Any sort of tool that was going to enable himself to to uh, to you know to, to increase that level of cleanliness that's necessary because he didn't believe that there was any purpose in engaging in what he called chumros yisereis on this issue or on any other issue certainly not an issue that was going to be mivatal zman afal p. Cain, right? So you never smoke, right? And he says, with regard to snuff, Amar he said, it's even, it's even worse. It's even worse. Having tabak. Because it's a dependency that's even more so in a certain way than smoking. It's even more addictive. The nicotine hit and the power of of, of tabak, of strong nicotine uh, um, um, snuff, is even more powerful and and it becomes something that's nitzrach. And in the middle of learning, in the middle of davening, a person needs to go out, right, for a cigarette. But back then, it was, you know, to snuff, to get snuff. He doesn't have, so he has to go through the whole process of bumming a cigarette from somebody else, and so on and so forth. Where you didn't need this. It's a waste. We're only in this world. All of us should live long and happy to 120. Keep our eye on the ball. What are we here for? Every moment is precious. And a person who lives in this consciousness. Zalo die It's not Kadai. Aside from the fact that it's disgusting and it's an abhor- abhorrent and it makes a person smell and so on and so forth, which the smokers themselves know better than the non-smokers, they're a don't need to be convinced that it's that it's an abhorrent behavior, right? Nobody needs to be convinced. They're trying to quit never It's hard. I get it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard not to start in certain circles and it's very hard to stop. In a For most people. For me it was a little bit easier. But for most people, it's very hard. So, this doesn't mean to say, like, if you're engaged in it, you're a horrible person, or, or, or and it's all. this is your avoid, this is your Inyan. But we're striving people. And a person that's consciously connected to this kind of vision of what his Avodah Hashem could look like, why should we start with such a thing? It's very hard to quit. A broader sort of, um, Umbrella term, and I believe it. It covers all kinds of these dependencies, this these external um, stimulants, to which we sort of attribute any capacity for us to be calm, or relaxed, or connected. And it's a sheker v'chazav. It's a dimian. Is it the worst thing in the world? We could have that debate in Is it us? Or, we're not talking about you know isir v'hetter here. That's not my. It's not my field. That's not my expertise. Not that I have any expertise. But that's, we're not talking about isir v'hetter. That's not. That's not the point. We're talking more generally from the perspective of someone who genuinely wants to serve Hashem. There's a there's a method for that, and we don't need to introduce new things and to be mushpa from the secular environment of what's legal or what's not legal and what communities are doing and so on and so forth, all in the name of like K'fait Shemayim, but like in a, in a moment of honesty, let, let's be real. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's first give an attempt, right, of being able to go ahead and try to foster within ourselves that level of mellowness and calm and that, that level of Avarich HaSapayim and that level of patience and so on and so forth, which I believe that we can get to within the Torah itself. Darhi noam. Any kind of love and peace that we think that we're going to foster by virtue of engaging with either psychedelics, mind altering drugs, and so on and so forth, different fads and trends, even within from communities. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We bar Hashem we we have a Messira. We bar Hashem we have a Torah and a tfilah. And we have a, we have Hasidas, we have Phninias, And everything else is sort of like a bittel of that. And it's a bizion to that. And so much energy is invested, and so much time is invested in something that's decidedly secondary, but but I believe I forget about if whether it's forbidden, we're not getting into that. But but outside of that, it's just it's alone it's not It's not necessary. It doesn't help. It harms more than it helps. And therefore, says Rabin Nachman, better not. Clout, rakma zikim, they damage the and they draw a person away from the more traditionally valid and authentic forms of serving Hashem because it's not about us and our feeling. It's about Baruch Hu and what he wants. He wants our Torah to be filled with feeling. But that's a very far cry from saying, I can only do it if if I'm like, you know, if I'm in the zone, that's about you. It's not about Hashem. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu would rather forfeit in a certain way the pinnacle of what's possible for you to attain some sort of incredible spiritual, whether that's real or pseudo-spiritual high that comes from drugs of any form. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, better, better leave that at the door. And it's okay. It's okay. I, I don't need you to, to do that. And that's the test. Is it for you or is it for him? Like what if HaKadosh Baruch Hu would descend to each and every person that's of the sheet that the Abba, Abba, this is the this is you know the, the, the tool that's been given to us in our time to help us reach higher spiritual levels and so on and so forth which of previous generations never needed I don't know why right but this is a tool that's been given to us what if God himself came down and said listen travel it's very beautiful like you know it gets you into a very very spiritual mood better better not like I'm, I'll suffice with whatever spirituality you can foster within yourself will he drop it the next day what do you think I don't know I don't know. But I have a little shash that maybe it would be a little bit more difficult. Because I have a little shash that behind all of the K'vait Shammayim rhetoric, I'm not so sure. I just, I'm not so sure. It's a davar where the Yitzhahara is able to get involved so deeply because it's an enjoyable thing. And because it's something that's physically pleasurable to many people where it's very, very difficult to really discern what our motive is. It's, it's very, very difficult. And a lot of times the Yetzirah is an a himself in mitzvahs. And to me, the fact that traditionally speaking, we've never needed this, and we've produced tzaddikim al the pinnacle of what a human being can reach without any of this, that's pretty much Chakadosh Baruch Hu descending, looking us in the face and telling us, whatever you can do is fine, within the system and structure of Torah and Avodah, in and of itself, consciously, panemias, heart, dveikas, rachman without any external stimulants. That, that, that's what that says to me. And therefore, if we're trying genuinely to align our lives with K'fod Shema'in but for real, and that's what we care about and it's not about us, I don't believe that these are behaviors that we should be engaging in. I'll probably lose lose some chavr because I'm speaking about this. I'll pro- there are probably people who are not gonna be so happy with me. And I don't care. I care because I love people and I would love to continue learning with people and because I think that it's very f- foolish to write off the entire person and anything else that they might be able to share because of one particular shita and i think that we live in a polarized society to the point that if one thing doesn't align with our very specific vision which by the way doesn't really need to be so specific because why is it so specific only because other people like have taught. like where, where do our opinions come from but we form them we're very positive and if one thing doesn't align really right off the whole person so aside from that i would love to continue to be able to, to 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 learn with every kind of with every kind of yid. But das have The inability to stand for anything, the inability to sometimes draw a line in the sand and say, Ad Khan is the Rasana Hashem and Ad Khan is not, from my perspective at least. I mean the khever that are that are from me, and the khever that are trying to be mitstariv to to the to the very specific kind of a saga that that I'm trying valiantly to bring down to the world or to help further reveal, that I believe is authentically connected with what Rebbe Nachman wanted to teach and what the Baal wanted to do, then have, della, then, then aim das, then just aim das at all. And das is important, das is very, very important. Chesed is important, no boundaries, but gvulim and simsum is just as important, if not more. And so this, I was marik on this because I wanted to sort of touch on this sensitive topic, but it's a prevalent topic. And this is the next frontier of the battle and when i was growing up even uh, i'm still growing up i hope to always be growing up but not so many years ago in high school maybe it was like cigarettes and like the first first ipods were coming out and today it's it's a totally different battle today marijuana uses is rampant rampant in american schools and high schools even good schools you wouldn't believe the stories rampant why shouldn't it be? All the parents are doing it. It's legal. Why not? And so this is very—it a very important and prevalent topic. And I believe that you didn't want to serve Hashem. I believe that panemius, penim, ye didn't want to be Megalach of Sometimes that takes a discerning eye to be able to really face ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves the difficult question and sometimes make the difficult or arrive at a difficult understanding that this is, uh, this is not the right thing. It's just, it's just not the right thing for me, Father. This is, this is just not the right thing for a person that's connected to a tzaddik that's telling us very clearly that there's nothing for a Jew to do in this world other than davenin, lernin, and davenin. Anything else is a distraction, period. Period. So, it's not popular, but I'm not in this for popularity. And I'm trying to go ahead and to give over what I perceive to be MS for the sake of lamana MS. And I believe that in karm Devray emes. Vayter, Chaim Aran 498. With the last couple of minutes that we have left. Same sort of idea. As a, cloud, a person should not spend an inordinate amount of time on Mekios. And Rabban Achman, fascinatingly, because we're going to learn that Rabban Achman wasn't interested with doctors at all, he, did, he didn't trust them, at least the doctors of that, that time. Now it might be a different story, depends on who you ask. Welcome to the world that we live in, and depends on which doctor you talk to. What can you do, right? But certainly at that time, but you are he quotes them. Interestingly enough, it's better for the body when it's not all the time in a state of you know just relieving, relieving. That the earlier tzaddikim said that it's better for better for the body and the waste matter to be in a state that's more in, in, in a way of in a, in a way of you know not so thick. Right, mishul should be more like, um, like more, almost like diarrhea, but but something that's more connected to the, to that kind of in, and that's healthier for the body. And very important to relieve oneself and take laxatives to, 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 to you know to lighten and so on and so forth. No, it's better for the body to be a little bit withheld even and a sick person timely yoiserly it's nat sukhas davka better for a person to be a little bit more nat sarvis vipishmam and he said in the name of these doctors shimish nitzrekhlan kav pam achas be meislai es who gamken ken he says even a person that's going ahead and using the bathroom once every day he says lukadailam that's khalishas kitav yoiselal valia niftach kim pam achas be shnei he says the most healthy thing and a person could do certain things, I think, certain foods to eat to s- sort of help ensure this. I looked it up online, you know, doctors say today that it's normal, uh, uh, you know, the range is, is normal to three times in, in one day or three times in, in a week. Like, it, it varies, and it, and it's all okay. It differs by people. But Rabbi Nachman says, once every two days. Rak of a person is in a state where, where you, know, it, it, you know, constipation for a few days. As I, sorry, last, well, he's a daver, right? We can take you know, some sort of laxative to help, you know, clean the body out. That is healthy for the body. So Rabbi Nachman already says, and he's alluding to what we spoke about, not to spend more time, not to spend too much time, to go ahead and to try to achieve this perfect level of <coughs> of cleanliness, we don't need it. Here's an interesting related source from Chaim tough Tav 487. Rabbi Nachman says, just a on one-liner. Amar, this was Rabbi Nachman Shita. Hatzadikim Shoygim, the tzadikim can, are making a mistake. Tzadikim can make mistakes too. This was a, a prevalent minhag among some of the Chassidish sherebbe. Something that, of course, aroused the ire of the Mesnagdim. They would daven very late into the day. They would spend time on achanas and and mikva and, and yichudim and, and tikunim and different things. And then they would daven like way after the halachic zman. Rabbi Nachman says they're making a mistake. Rabbi Nachman's shita, as we'll see probably next week, we don't have time now. Rabbi Nachman's shita was that person should daven vasikin preferably if a person can you now there's one tzaddikas on this group that mamish Davins vasiken, right I think she goes every morning to the to the beach for sunrise amazing and uh, and and that was wherevan sort of wanted Mamish. First thing in the morning, and we're going to learn about that by Shem next week, what the Indian of us is it's difficult, you have to know which stage in life Some, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder and you have to know what you're sacrificing and who, and who you're sacrificing, you know, if, you, if you, and so on and so forth to do such a thing, but and what you're sacrificing later on in the day if you're going to be so tired, again, we have to take the holistic, normal whole of what the import of our decisions are going to be before making them. But ultimately, Ibn Achman wanted that people should dive in early. And he said, which might have also been part of the motive for Ibn Achman teaching that we should not spend uh, uh, you know, too much time in in this Indian of Chumrus Yeserus because ultimately it's going to lead to Shema Achim's Ibn felt that that was not a positive development. Okay, two final sources of the last couple of minutes we have left. The V'al Shem Tov'ala Parashah Parashah's Ekev, B'Shem HaBesht, S'chus the Heleg of says, Machma she'ein seichel chaza it's because we do not have an intellect that's powerful, like the Rishoynim did, like previous generations, we cannot be machmir on all the Khumrus he savors, she'yivtal, she'yibutal because it's going to lead to ultimately obscuring the bigger picture of the dvekas that we're supposed to be having. Now, we don't have time to get into this now, but this is, of course, a dangerous concept because once you introduce this, so then you could really, like, so then what, what else might we be able to sacrifice in the name of dvekas, right? Where do you draw the line? But over here, of course, the Baal Shem is taking it as a given that within the halachic framework, nothing can be sacrificed, and that's the point of Rabbi Nachman in the previous piece, not to push off Zaman tfila in the name of Achanas and dvekas and Yechudim, not to do that. And that was the sheet of Breslov, that was the sheet of Rav of the Tzaddikim. But the Bashama takes it as a given, that Halacha is Halacha. those extra things, if it's going to get in the way of the Machmas sechleinu achala, she says, because our minds are weak, la'fukei but he says it's different than the rishaynim, that ha'yusichlam chazak, that they had a much stronger seichal, that they were able to go ahead and maintain Dveikas, and at the same time be extra, extra makbed, but it didn't get in the way. Of the bigger picture of what it was that they were trying to accomplish in Rav HaShem. And that's what Ibn Achman wanted, right? When he said that the Icar is Davin and Lernin and Davin, and when he said that the Icar is the Ratzon, and he also said that the Icar is the Asiya, We have to find a way, and we speak about this so much, we have to find a way to put these things together. We have to find a way to make a shidduch, like we speak about in the book. And we speak about in the course between the princess and the six sons, we have to find a way to infuse those six sons' element of elements of our Avodas Hashem with the spirit of vitality, vibrancy, dvikus of the princess, and we can't allow one to lead to the negation of the other. But the Balshemah Kadosh, Rabbi Nachman, felt that taking a step into the moichin of chumris yaseiris, diktukim yaseirim, and then afterwards, you know, being choshesh, maybe I wasn't yoite, all the shitas, maybe Hashem didn't have nachas ruch. That, that that's already too much of a step into the domain of the six sons and a little bit, a little bit, it's going to it's going to be pogeya in the uh, in the presence of the princess and therefore this shekel, this maskala, this balance is of utmost, utmost importance and this is something that we should be conscious of Be'ezer Hashem, to keep our eyes on the big picture, what we're trying to do what Yiddishkeit is, who's it for and, uh, and, 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 and to be very genuine and honest about why we do the things that we do? At least be honest about it and recognize vices as vices, and have an idealistic vision to be able to believe that you and I could become tzaddikim—not a newfangled ki- kind of tzaddik, you know, with a with a with a, you know, like with a joint in one in one on one side of his mouth and and uh, you know, mamish of old, what the tzaddikim were, shining from one end of the world to the other, Whatever Feinstein was, what what tzaddikim were, what they always were what Rebetzins were what Tzadikot were you and I can do that Be'ezer Hashem the way it's always been done we're, we're going to do that and we're doing it we don't need anything extra it's not about us A Baruch Hu should give us continued clarity Hatzlacha, to be able to be and to be able to go ahead and to stand for things to stand for things to have a backbone and sometimes take the unpopular stance that's okay in a way that's Na'im in a way that's Encompassing in a way that's broad-minded, in the sense that it recognizes the struggles that people have and gives people a pesach to to be aware that that's their area of avoda and to be broad-minded enough that even anybody who's listening to this, if you got to, to the end, you know, even if there's one thing that you'll disagree with, doesn't mean that you have to write off the rest of the person. Have you done as kol haadam as kol take into account the entire person. And bezer Hashem, we're only trying to help one another. We're on this journey very much together to help be mevarier among each other. What's the Emes? What's the real Emes? And I hope that Nikarim very MS because it's pretty clear to myself. Agadiz baruch Hu help us continue to learn together, Be'ezer Hashem. We have our shir on the parsha. Oh, we don't have... I'm sorry. The parasha shir is not happening tomorrow night. There's a special Zoom event with Rav Shlomo Katz and myself, Be'ezer Hashem and Efrat. It's going to be live men and women, whoever is on this side of the world and is interested in coming, can reach out to us for the uh, the address, but I'll be posting it again. And, and that'll be on Zoom as well and on Facebook, okay? For all those that are watching. Thank you so much for sticking with me. And thank you for being so well, my rant a little bit. Now you understand what my, what my wife goes through. This is about a tip of an ayam. <laughs> thank you so, so much for being a part of it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Cultiv, have, have a great great.